Attention, Pokemon players. You are listening to Triple P, the Pittsburgh Pokemon Podcast. I am your host, Jake Abrams, alongside Nick Yurko, a.k.a. the Duke of Hobbies. Nick, how are we doing tonight? I'm doing uh, pretty darn well today, especially compared to last uh, episode here. Yeah, last uh, episode, there was a little bit of hecticness going on with you. Uh, so what's going on now? Uh, good things on in the house. You know, I'm, you know, I'm in a, currently in a uh, not an ideal uh, recording area and everything <laughs> just because I'm living with my in-laws right now while my house is getting constructed. In the little uh, basement closet under the stairs? Is that where you're at? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I'm actually like in my sister-in-law's old childhood bedroom. So it's uh, awkward. Uh, either way, uh, no, I my um, house construction is coming along greatly. We're basically way ahead of schedule. There's a good chance that I could be moving in as late as february or as early as late february um uh, which would be nice and that means i can as you are working on with your basement and stuff i will finally get to sit there and set up my entire uh stream record area too so Uh, i bet you can't wait (laughs) oh i'm I'm so excited trust me how about yourself how are you doing i'm doing well um this last weekend was kind of uh, a new experience for me. Uh, you, as we know, I, I finally got my computer up and running and you came over after the last podcast and kind of just showed me the basics of streaming and like just basic video editing and whatnot. Uh, I've already put out a video for Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast on the our, our YouTube. One video? Uh, You've put out three. It was. <laughs> like three or four now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't count the stream recaps as a video. I put I put that Charizard deck profile, which I love that deck. It's so, so, so fun. Um, okay. I, so if you guys haven't checked that out, definitely you know, give it a give it a go and see, you know, if I can do anything to improve uh, just the quality overall of my videos, because I definitely want to put out good content um, here and on our YouTube page as well. Yep. Um, but on top of that, I played in two tournaments this weekend, um, you know, just trying to get my feet wet and kind of really dive into it. And I actually streamed them. Um, both of them, uh, the GG Chore and the Hexters, um, I started out real well, um, three and one and four and one. And then it just kind of fell apart on me. Uh, I was playing Colossal on both. Um, uh, I don't know if it was necessarily, uh, I know there was a couple misplays here and there, but uh, I mean, there's definitely uh, room for improvement of, in my game for sure. Too. Was there um, any, did you ever feel like there was any bad matchups you had or where you felt pretty solid? I into- felt pretty solid uh, other than Luke metal. That seems mm-hmm. basically like an auto loss. I, I, I could be wrong. And then I played against a baby Blacephalon, like uh, the, the, the turbo Zard um, or yeah. whatever they call that. And it just was so so much faster than my deck, um, even though I had the consistency build and it kind of just stomped me. But right. other than that, I mean, matchup spread's pretty good. I, uh, ADP is at least a 50-50 in my, my testing. Um, I tested with uh, Celio's network and, and kind of we, we determined that it's not like a, an auto loss. Like we might have thought like right off the bat, but it, obviously the, the strong point of the deck is weakness on, you know, the two two of the main meta decks, uh, you know, Eternatus and Pika. Um, and I did run into my fair share of those and did very well against the majority of those decks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think that I have to say, I think that's enough about us because yes. we, as even though we're considered our 
considered content creators and everything, uh, we have a really awesome guest here whose name is not known really for content creation, but just dominating the tournament tournament scene, especially during 2020. And that is Thomas Brophy. Uh, hello. <laughs> How are we doing today, Tom? Uh, we're doing pretty good. A lot of people, I, they know the name. They know the name now. They know we talked about you with Cash uh, from our previous episode. But, you know, I, you know, is there anything, you know, that you want to let everyone else know that they don't know about you in terms of, like, how you got into the game and everything? I mean, I got into the game in seventh grade, so uh, six years ago, five years ago now. Um, I had surgery on my ankle, and I used to play a lot of sports, and it was right, like, prime basketball season. So I couldn't be outside. I couldn't be playing sports or anything. And all my friends played Pokemon. So I picked it up from them and started casually playing for a few years. And then about last year is when I started to pick up more competitively. Uh, did, the, did the pandemic have anything to do with that? Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Definitely. Um, yeah, kind of same story for the two of us. Uh, getting very bored after school and sitting at home. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> played TCGO all the time. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, so you you started plugging in, and it, I guess it didn't take you long once you started um, really getting serious about it. Because um, like for a while there, you were hitting like second place in like two or three, four like pretty big tournaments, and then you've always like you're just consistently posting on Twitter like, oh, I made cut to this tournament, or I made top, you know, I made top uh, four on this one. Oh, I won this one. It's just like every weekend it seems like you're either winning or like at the you know the top of the cut um so i mean you're just becoming like one of the the top dogs um i guess out of uh, you know a lot of people's mind kind of out of nowhere but it, it seems like you've been playing for a while so you had a pretty good grasp of the game before that uh yeah definitely awesome so i guess it's funny i think you you're currently our youngest guest now on the podcast and you're actually the second athlete who's been injured to now get into pokemon so um yeah. i think it's kind of funny you have that you say that uh share that similarity with uh atrocious jake um but, but yeah. yeah it's kind of funny that we we're kind of hearing these kind of similarities with some of the guests that we interview so that's really neat all right though tom we have uh we have a set of standard questions that we like to ask all of our guests for the first time that they're on our show and going off with our first one uh Who's your favorite starter Pokemon? Um, my favorite starter, entirely sure. But if I had to pick one, I'd probably also say Rowlet, like Jake. <laughs> <laughs> okay, nice. All right, uh, but is that is that one of the earlier, or f- one of the first games that you got to play, or did you have you actually even played any of the the video games? Um, no, I don't. I don't play any video games. Well, did you watch any of the shows? Because I think he took a, a pretty big prevalent part in was that. Uh... Oh, yeah. I definitely watched all the shows. Nice. Oh. So then, um, you know, going away from the starters, what's your favorite Pokemon in general? Uh, Alolan Vulpix or Mew. Wow. Awesome. Okay. Why Why either of those? Well, I mean, Mew kind of makes sense to me, but yeah. uh, the Alolan Vulpix. Um. You know, I'm also not really sure. I just I really like um, the card artworks, and I also just really like the Pokemon itself. Um, I have two plushies of it. Nice. I have 
hundreds of the cards. I even have a Japanese box. That oh, wow. With that's the, awesome. Um, just, so that's definitely unexpected and kind of a good little <laughs> uh, little tidbit into your, into your life. Like, yeah, we all, I think we all have that one where we just collect. Uh, for me, it's Dragapults. And yeah, so, um, but cool. So then what's your favorite card? It could be, you know, standard legal right now. It could be expanded, uh, anything really, and for I mean, any variety of reason. Uh, I think it's pretty obvious. It's the welder. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, well, last season I played um, Mew, Mewtwo Mew GX welder box mm-hmm. for an entire format. So um, definitely welder. <laughs> It's a solid card. Um, playability and just the looks of every version of that card is super awesome. Oh yeah, without a doubt. I love the um, the alternate art. Although I use the full arts, the alternate art is one of my favorite arts. Yeah, nice, nice. Okay, well then, we'll we'll definitely be getting into welder later in this episode with you. But yeah, uh, what we wanted uh, our last question. One of our favorites is, what's your least favorite card in the game? My least favorite card. Um. I'm not, I don't know. I don't know particularly like hate one card. That's fair. The other ones. So you're, you're very neutral then on your hatred for cards. Yeah. Um, there's definitely one card. I'm like forgetting it. There's definitely like one. Arnie? Hate. Um, I don't like Greninja. <laughs> oh, the, uh, the, the Greninja like GX or just Greninja in general? Because that's fair in too. General. In general. <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense coming from a fire player uh, <laughs> right yeah it probably did it did it did it ruin a couple of tournaments for you not as like that was but also like Greninja Brick I always hated that card <laughs> yeah uh, that's a fair it's a fair one it's it's an unexpected one but it's definitely I can see I can see <laughs> that for sure this is one of my, you know, I just want to take a moment. This is part of the reason why we love asking these questions. I love finding out everyone's answers to these because I just, I feel like we get to really learn everything. So just, I just love that. Yeah. Going in, I kind of had like an assumption of what I thought it would be like a Marnie or, or like a swell or something, just, you know, stuff that really kind of ruins fire decks from time to time. And so, yeah, when you, when you throw something out that like that, it's, it's awesome for sure. I mean, I mean, I don't hate Marnie because I also play, I've played some other decks too. Mm-hmm. But I definitely, no, Greninja from like, since I've been playing casually, I had local tournaments a lot. So that was one of the cards I really didn't like, like local tournament wise. Yeah. Makes well, sense. Well, speaking of uh, someone who, you know, just fire decks in general, um, you know, you have seen a lot of success though, you know, it, it, most of your posts have been, uh, especially in the list last year, uh, around a very specific type of deck since Vivid Voltage, and that is Senate Scorch. Um, you know, what made you like love that deck? What made you go right for it uh, when that was released? Um, so I was trying to figure out what I wanted to play when post rotation happened. Because I was like, I'm gonna play. I started playing ADP at the beginning of the format, but I played it with like different new three attackers. But then I was like, you know, let me try Senescorch. Cash had posted a list of Senescorch, and I was like, you know, let me try this out. And I kind of liked it because I was like, you know, I really like using Welder. Um, 
from last format. So I was like, you know, let's try this. And it worked out. And I was like, all right, we'll stick with this deck. We'll keep uh, making edits to it. And it ended up working out for me. And I was like, all right, well, I found a deck that I like. And let me just keep working to improve it and make it suitable to my play style as well. Now, did you kind of go through the... Uh... The, the kind of the evolution that we saw that happened during like Players Cup 2 where there was kind of a standard uh, Senate Scorch at first and then then it went into the Lieutenant Surge version with the Magneton. Did you kind of go through that same kind of evolution uh, or were you kind of already leaning towards this, you know, I think the you know, the Savalia, yeah, the Jirachi. Yeah, he's um, a Jirachi scoop up net and, and just that cons- consistency trying to find that welder um, every turn. I definitely always played. I never played the Magneton version. Um, for Players Cup Two, I played the Gear version of Scorch. Like I used Scorch with Cookie Gears as the main instead of Jirachis. Mm-hmm. I didn't ever use Magneton. And when I first started playing Scorch, I played Jirachi version a bit, and I played Gear version a bit, and I really liked the Gear version more. So I stuck with the Gear version for Players Cup Two. Um, I gave it to my friend. And my friend ended up getting, um, he actually got more rep than I did. Oh, yeah? Um, well, uh, I gave him my list. He played it, and he couldn't play all of his keys. We're going to give a little away here. He couldn't play all of his keys. Mm-hmm. So um, I, may, I may have played one or two for him. We didn't hear anything. No. <laughs> nope. No, nothing here. I may have played one or two or 30 for him. No, nothing was said there. Uh, he oh. ended up finishing with two more rep than me. So um, I really like Sensor, so I knew I was playing that for the uh, global finals. They're not yeah. global, but for um, Nash, Nat finals. So uh, actually, yeah, how, how did you end up doing in Players' Cup 2? Uh, I went 5-0 and the first day and made top 16. Nice. And then um, the second day or the second week, I played, uh, what's it called? I played against Pikaram in winner's round six. And I ended up hitting um, some unlucky draws. I mean, they weren't, you know, too unlucky, but they ended up, I lift energy in game three. In game two, going first always hurts, but um, yeah. I lift energy game three. And then... So game that cost me the game. He also had hammerheads, and then I with energy, so I wasn't able to like really find what I needed. So that cost me the game at a point. Um, and then losers round, I think it was ten. Yeah, losers round ten. I hit the Sun Scorch gear version, and um, I pretty comfortably beat them in game one, and then game two I bricked and then game three i opened very slow mm-hmm. and ended up losing out so i got ninth place well i mean that's still a solid run yeah <laughs> nothing just... nothing to be ashamed of there <laughs> um yeah like i was telling um uh, zach lesage when we had him on i i mean i made i made day two but i was playing peak I lost to a uh, uh luke medal first round and then ran into um, the Excadrill um, as my loser's bracket. So my run was uh, rather quick. Yeah, that doesn't happen with me. I was like, started off really great and then finished 
pretty poorly. Well, now hold on. You you didn't finish pretty poorly. You you had an <laughs> unbelievable run. <laughs> like well, let's, yeah, I mean, yeah. Let's, gonna, we, both of you had uh, good runs. No, so I'm honestly, here, no. <laughs> I'm honestly, just I'm just knacking at you. Both. If you're not the one that wins it, I guess anybody could say that too. Right, but right. because it's really ultimately only one winner. But I mean, right. if you're ninth uh, in the nation or North America, uh, that's pretty solid. Yes, I guess, fair. Sure. Yeah, that's an un- that's absolutely incredible. Yeah. Uh, so, well, Players Cup one. I had the, I had a similar start. Uh, day one, they 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 cut the top sixty four day one instead of uh, top sixteen. So yeah. I made it the second day at three and zero, and then I lost out. I got like, um, they cut the top sixteen then. So I got, I think it was like seventeenth place there. Uh, solid still like <laughs> yeah yeah 17th and 9th uh yeah i'm jealous of you <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm pumped for you but i'm jealous at the same time hopefully we can keep it up <laughs> yeah. yes for yeah. sure <laughs> no definitely i i, I again uh, i'm always rooting for everyone so that's awesome yeah for sure okay so um so you've seen a lot of success with Santa scorch and i know you you mentioned um you know cash posted a list um were you friends with cash before that or did you guys kind of bond over center scorch how, how did that friendship kind of start uh so i didn't know him. <laughs> i didn't know him that well before i always like followed his graphics and everything mm-hmm. like that when events first started because i didn't get into the on like so online events started around the time i guess of um rebel clash yeah. Play mm-hmm. post rotation. So I mean, I, I played Players Cup, but I didn't play other events till post rotation. Okay. So, um, I was like watching Cash's graphics and everything like that, and then I was like, you know, I really like Cash's um, Santa Scorch deck. Let me try it. So when I did that, I hit him up and was asking, um, about some other stuff, and then we started talking more. And it just became like a daily thing where we would talk more and more. And then um, through the Hexter tournament series, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I know a lot of the TOs in every single server. So through all those servers and TOs, I got really close to a bunch of people. And since Cash does all the graphics for all the TO or for all the tournaments, I ended up um, getting closer with him. And we just kept talking about Santa Scorch, and that's that's that, awesome. <laughs> yeah, just uh, bonding over a deck and just kind of forming a friendship, um, really over this. It kind of really is awesome uh, yeah. to hear. Um, definitely. Oh, so I got to ask the question. I asked this Cash last week. Who's the better Santa Scorch player? Him. And why do you <laughs> say that? Because um, he 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 threw some arguments out that you've had some. Pretty awesome success lately, uh, more than himself. So why why do you say him over yourself? Definitely him. Um, I really, I mean, we're going back when we look back on it. He's why I even picked up the deck in the first place. Yeah, very true. I give him that credit. Um, he's he's had insane runs with the deck as well. I mean, oh, I had yeah. insane run, but he had an insane run this quarter. He had an insane run last quarter with it. Like, overall, I definitely think that he's the better player. 
Um, <laughs> if you were to look at this quarter alone, uh, I think everyone would say that I am, but I, he's definitely overall the better player. Fair points, fair points. You're just on a hotter streak. Yeah, I mean, he also, the tournaments for him are such bad timings. Like, he's away at um, Army training right now in Singapore. Yeah, right. yeah so he's away. He's, he was away last week. He'll be away this week, this week too. So um, he couldn't play tournaments these past two weeks. So that's a disadvantage for him already. And he, um, plus the time zone difference, right? So like, yeah, extra tournament starts at six thirty EST, which means his for him it starts at seven thirty in the morning, or like the chill event starts at six o'clock. It starts at seven a.m. for him, so he's tired. He's just waking up. He hasn't eaten breakfast yet. So like for him to do consistently well at that type of under that type of duress, definitely him over me. <laughs> we keep we keep we keep uh, we keep stating on Twitter, chill. The hexers, yeah. you guys gotta. We need that equal tournament representation across the world. No, I mean it's it's hard. It's already hard, <laughs> understandably, but um, to to run these things. But again, it's you know, I think it'd be neat if we start seeing more tournaments on that side of the world for them because because there's a lot of amazing players over there. Yeah, yeah for sure. Thing. but um, there is a e an uh, Australian tournament in the works. Oh, currently. Oh. That would be awesome for, you know, everybody just to, but especially, you know, people in that time zone or close to it, at least um, it's not necessarily as um, a grueling thing for them to wake up so early and get started. So yeah, that'd be super awesome. But I, I know the guys um, for all the events out here um, do a great job, but it's just that, you know, they have lives too, and they're only able to do it in, you know, certain time frames. So, I mean, it's understandable, even though we we've, we've kind of thrown, you know, the idea out there and tagged uh, uh, chill, um, you know, they, they have lives too and are only able to do it in a certain time frame. So it's understandable for sure. Uh, it's definitely hard to run the events anyway. I mean, as someone who helps chill run his events, I helped Crollo, the Crollo events sometimes. Um, I helped the Dax Stone series a little bit. Um, I've helped staff some hexters. It's definitely not. I mean, it's when you get the hang of it, it's kind of runs very smoothly, but behind the scenes can definitely be very difficult. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's why whenever I'm seeing like a round end and I'm like, Oh, what's going on? I know that, you know, they're, they're scrambling to get, you know, matchups or, or any kind of like disputes settled to get things running on a timely manner. So, you know, I'll never complain uh, about, you know, anybody uh, doing the event organizing and trying to make things run smoothly, even if, you know, it is, you know, a snag here or there. Right. That's like a testament to our own head professor, Zach, running our events too. You know, he's unbelievable work that he's doing (laughs) just to get those to work out properly. Yeah. All right. So we kind of got a little history of, you know, how you can start playing Senate Scorch. We know your success with Senate Scorch. I guess the last thing we kind of want to ask you regarding this deck, this, this card, um, do you see a future of with Senate Scorch without welder? Um, so funny enough, my friend is currently playing in a sword and shield on like 24 hour round tournament mm-hmm. with Senate Scorch without like post welder rotated yeah so um we'll we'll kind of see i mean you have rose you have trumbeak um 
if there's any new form of energy acceleration that comes out, you might try that. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's not the same. I mean, Rose, you get from the discard pile, you can have Rose Tower and play to draw three cards. But there's not, there's not like that same level of damage output without Volcanion as well. You don't have Volcanion. Right. So you have to like... Victini like, V. Victini V. You have Talon Flame. I mean, it might be better to go first Talon Flame and use the first attack to like set up more. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's definitely not completely dead, but I definitely think that it, it won't be as big as it is now. I definitely don't think it'll be as played, as big. Um, and it probably won't see much to any success, but there might be some viable way to play it. To make so it I was playing in a, a table mon, you know, probably about a month ago, and Little Dark Fury was running Santa Scorch with the Colossal, Baby Colossal line, um, which was interesting, and it made it somewhat uh, consistent on getting energy out there. But, yeah, like you mentioned earlier, as, as far as getting the amount of energy to do that big damage, I think that's where it's going to hurt the most because it's going to just – it can't get that um, double – like the double welder, Volcanian, five energy first turn yeah. kind of thing. Um, I definitely feel like if you're going to play Baby Colossal, it might just be better to play like Talonflame or yeah. – Victini, because Victini's both energy attached to it. You use Baby Colossal, attach a fire, and you know, all of a sudden you're hitting for 90 damage minimum if they have no energy attached. Mm-hmm. So, like a uh, thing with Baby Colossal could be um, Town Flame, there's Victini V, uh, Dwub Wool, just like a Colossal Box type deck, not instead yeah. of like a. Not so a purely Center Scorch deck. Yeah, so I just think accelerating the fighting energy doesn't really do much without any way to, like, switch it for a fire energy. Yeah, I agree. I mean, yeah. it's still, what, about six months until rotation or so. Right. Uh, I'm sure there'll be other cards announced in the future before, you know, rotation that potentially could help. Uh, Maybe. Be kind of a pseudo-welder. I don't know if they're going to print welder again because everybody's complaining that the format's too fast and that definitely speeds the format up. But... um Maybe we can see some fire love to kind of help them out. Uh, it's, a, it's an important archetype, I think. Yeah, definitely. I definitely like it. Okay, so um, moving on to just kind of your overall tournament success. We Like we just talked about in the last um, quarter, you've been making top cuts, winning, um, you know, runner-up, uh, just very consistently at the top. Um, was there now a moment that just kind of clicked where just everything fell into place for you and you, you just kind of it became easy mode for you? Um, or is it just the grind? Uh, what, what's your secret to your success? You know, I just have fun with it. I don't try and like overstress myself about it. Um, like I'll play tournaments mostly every night and I'm sitting on a voice, ch- like a voice chat on Discord with some friends or I'm just listening to music. Um, and then I'm updating one of my friends on Twitter every day, like how I'm doing with my results, like what I'm playing against and how I do. Um, so it's definitely that level of like enjoying the game and having fun with it while, um, you know, like you're getting hype with friends and like gives that atmosphere like as much as it can Yeah. yeah. Like, with them. So um, just not like stressing yourself out about it because when you stress yourself out about it, you kind of like, overthink about it and then you like misplay you do whatever so I definitely just try to relax like have fun with it and 
just enjoy it because that's that's what the game is. So, so enjoy. If you're not gonna, if you don't enjoy the game, why play it? Right. Yeah, I agree. Right. So that being said, I mean, it it sounds awesome and easy. I enjoy it, but like, I, every every player gets um either you know bad draws, bad oh. luck. Um, like hammerheads, eighteen out of twenty. Oh. What what do you do? To, the worst time. Yeah. What do you do to kind of like put yourself in a calm mode to just like get past it and you know, like you know continuously just clear these hurdles, even though you know sometimes it's you know. I mean, I definitely like, get upset about it. I'll definitely get upset about it. I'll definitely like show it, but I just don't try to let it like reflect how I play in the game. I definitely just think you know, oh, it happened. Whatever. I can't do anything about it now. Like I can be upset about it, whatever, but just don't let it affect how I play. Mm-hmm. Just kind right. of, like, you know, complain about it. Like, you know, I definitely have some Twitter posts with me complaining about some prize cards or whatever. Um, it happens. That's the game. Yeah, that's the game we play. Well, uh, I, mean, I Like, some people, you know, why are you always complaining about your draws or your prize cards? Well, you know, it's funny. You know, you also have to, like, like when you look back on it and you laugh about it, like, you look back <laughs> on it and laugh about it, you'd be like, Oh, like, look, I can't believe I, like, one time I prized three welder. One time I prized, like, one game I prized all three of my Scorch Vs, two of my VMAX, and my Reshizard. I couldn't stack oh at all. <laughs> I, I, searched, I searched my deck, and I said, all right, you win. And I said, <laughs> like, you know, that, that, that sucks. It was, like, a really important game. It was, like, a winning in for top cut. Yeah. Or, like, a winning in two winning in like a favored match and i was like oh well that happened so you know <laughs> about it but you know see you'll laugh about it later or you just have fun with it you like you know it happens like you're, you're upset about it when it happens yeah but later on you laugh about it you do like whatever you make jokes about it so i mean just remembering that at the end of the day it's still a game and you still have fun with it um you can you're allowed to get upset i mean getting upset like holding it in and be like oh no i'm not upset about this it's fine yeah. Definitely, like never true you're always going to be like get upset or tilted about something but it's just really how you kind of like get through it and move past it so i think that's i think that's a, a a good you know sentiment and you know if if the better players i guess uh, are really good at letting things roll off their back or even if they're complaining about it afterwards so like in the moment um they can kind of look past it and try to still find a path to victory yeah without a doubt i mean it happens. So you just move past it. We just say, all right, well, um, nothing we can do about this. We'll laugh about it later and then just be upset about it for now. Like I've, I mean, I hit my, um, what was it? I was four and one at the chill GG tour cup this past weekend. And I hit my friend mm-hmm. playing Luke metal. Um, he didn't even play. He just checked in, marked games one and two as a win for me. And then <laughs> I mean, I was I was on a voice chat with him while it happened, and I mean, I felt really bad. So I was like, you know, I'm sorry, whatever. And I kept telling him like, Dude, don't worry, you're gonna win the next two, then you're gonna ID, and you're gonna make cut. Yeah. And, and he won the next two, ID'd and made cut. Nice. And I was like, now if I could have just followed your same advice, because uh, that was around <laughs> the time I was four and one as well, still in a good position. And, <laughs> and then you're like, dude, you hit a peak, and I'm like, yeah, and. <laughs> <laughs> It was uh, funny because all day long I was hitting like the the, the counters I, and I was uh, at your matches. I was like three e turns and a peak rom. I was like, I had two peaks. I, I beat the first and E-turn. that second peak just uh, played. I, I fell for the first game. I fell for that Bolton uh, knockout to you know, well as my 
first. So I had a, I had five prizes, and then he stamped me. Uh, you know, shock stamped me to one, and I, I I kind of fell into that trap. And then I just dead drew the second game and third game. I think it was kind of that always happens. What was it? He was just so much faster than me. I was like, what the heck's going on? How am I losing to this? <laughs> but no, uh, I, lost, I lost round three of that tournament. And I was like, oh, well, I guess I have to like, um, whatever. I played peak around my one game one. I was like, all right, cool. Game two, I found zero welders yet. Had cool. I found my great catch on the last turn of the game, I would have won because I was 10 damage short because of big charm. Yeah, with the switch. So had I found great catcher, I would have been able to great catcher and then knock it out for game that I whiffed. And then game three, in natural fashion, I brick super hard and I still almost won. But I, the fact that I just like it always happens where you brick super hard in game three. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, whatever. Now I lost. And then um didn't drop a game until day two. You told me you were gonna do that too, and I was like, I I, I believe you. <laughs> I was also I said I, I was joke with my friend I'm like all right win out and we we're like yeah we'll see and then um one so I I was taking a math test this past week during one on Thursday this past Thursday mm. and um I was playing it was the day I won the tournament and or the most recent tournament and I was like you know what I still have to I still have to finish my math test. <laughs> <laughs> My friend, my friend was like, "All right, we got got it. Win tournament, and go back to go back to homework." <laughs> and then, like two hours later, I was like, "Hey, dude, I won the tournament. <laughs> I told you." Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, you're just killing it. Like I, I enjoy just kind of tracking your success and seeing how you're doing. So just keep it up, and can't see what, or can't wait to see what you're gonna do in uh, PC three. Uh, I hope I can keep the same. I hope. See, I got top. I got top 64 first PC. I got top 16 in the second PC. Uh, now it's just, you know. Global finals. Can I? Yeah, exactly. Can I Can I keep it? Keep improving and get up to that point. For sure. Cool. So before we actually go into, um, you know, Players Cup 3, um, we want to take a break here and uh, hit, uh, send it over to Chuck for our Whimsy Watch. Hello, welcome to another Whimsy Watch. Let's take another dive into the meta that was last week. We had plenty of tournaments to look at with regulars on almost every day of the week. But this week's largest pool of players goes to the GG Tour Cup number three. The $3,000 prize pool might have helped draw the crowd. This was filled with a lot of great players, but was won by a Dark Rain with a Senescorch VMAX deck. He had to beat a rogue Alolan Muck mill control in the finals to take the top spot. Now let's see how the meta broke down in this tournament. Um, There's 21% ADP uh, at the top spot in the deck of the decks. 16% of them were Eternatus. 13% were Senescorch and 11% were Picarom decks. This was the end of the week. So let's go back and look at Monday's Hegster this had 194 players and was won by Orion Brunswick with a Zigzagoon-filled Eternatus deck, beating a Blounds player in the finals. This tournament's meta looked like this. It had 15% Picarom decks taking the top spot, 14% Eternatus decks in the second spot, 
13% Senna Scorch and then 12% ADP. Notice the swap in the top spot of ADP and Pika Rum. These were both up and down all week in the in the individual tournament meta. Now let's take a look at the week-long meta. Eternatus took the top spot at 16%, uh, consistently being in the top two of the meta share in, in individual tournaments throughout the week. ADP finished in the second spot with 15%. Senna Scorch at 11% was in the third spot. And then Picarom is at 10%. Picarom's been trending down uh, at the moment, but it seems to be leveling off here at the 10% mark. Uh, but these four decks are the big dogs of our current meta, with each having its time at the top. With the Players' Cup 3 starting this week, these are the decks that you will most likely be seeing in your key stage grind. So have a plan for each of these matchups with your own deck that you plan on taking. We also had our second no ADP limitless tourney. Looking at this meta, we see the other three big dogs, Picaram, Eternatus, and Senescorch, take a bite of the ADP meta share percentage. But we also see a skyrocket in Mad Party and Excadrill. I also see others trying out new builds with different Pokemon. So it's kind of like a still a bit of the Wild West there. This is still interesting to watch, so I'll keep you updated when I see more. That is it for this week, so be sure to follow on Twitter at WatchRimsy. See you next time. Now back to Nick and Jake. Thanks again, Chuck. Always looking forward towards those uh, whimsy watches there. All right, so Thomas, Players' Cup 3 is coming up here. Um, it, at, at the time of this recording, it is starting tomorrow, and, you know, What's your kind of strategy going into this? What what do you plan on kind of doing and pre preparing for this? Or, or do you are you you know do you, are you certain things that you're looking to do, or you know, are you going to just try and repeat what you did in Players Cup two? You know, just kind of you know whatever you want to run by down for Players Cup three prep. Um, Players Cup three. I mean, my prep is you know all the tournaments I played in. Um, for Players Cup two, I didn't. I mean, I didn't really test with many people, but um, I just kind of worked with my list. Uh, Players Cup 3, I definitely think um, I have a very good group of testing people that I can like work with different lists and stuff and do a bunch of um, things like that, but I don't, I'm not sure. Um, there's not much difference in what i'm doing okay yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's completely fair yeah because it's it's it is surprisingly how fast the, the game has uh or players cup 3 has arrived plus mm, pretty much everything from before is still in it yeah all the top decks are the same top decks um basically um you ever take like a ranking or two switching um but actually from the first two players cup did you kind of do any kind of um percentage of play of like meta lists that you're playing against um, to kind of like track the meta to maybe make your list selection a little easier or um, did you just kind of go in with the list and just kind of smash? Um, just went in with it really. <laughs> um, I didn't, what's it called? I didn't really have a set kind of like, I didn't track anything yeah. per se. I didn't track anything. But um, definitely think that for Players Cup 3, 
I might track a little bit more. Like I track how like how I do, but I don't track what I play against for like players cup. Like I'll track how I finished mm-hmm. or with what deck. But um, I might do that for this players cup just Wait. to try to get a better handle on it. Yeah, and, like for me, I I tracked last time, um, and I I think I need that extra bit of knowledge because my skill is not quite to the level of you. Um, and where I've kind of found my success, at least in the, you know, uh, the opening 50 key uh, stage, um, I was kind of middle of the rung. I still had a chance when I had like about half my tickets left. And that's when ADP and I was through friends and, um, you know, just my own tracking. I saw ADP was supremely dominant in the, in the metagame, um, just percentage played. And that's kind of when I, I switched over to Scorch, uh, but the Magneton version, because that, that version... Um, excelled versus ADP because of the low bench size. And it really kind of didn't let ADP do what, you know, the boss boss kind of thing. And that's kind of how I found my way into that, you know, top cut. Cause I took advantage of, of that hot matchup for, I think it was like three or four days where it, it really just dominated. And I mean, I kind of needed that info, but you know, a player of your caliber definitely does not need that. <laughs> um, it's definitely good to have though. It is definitely um, something that I, would do if i could um yeah so i know i i'm going to be tracking my matchups um good bad or ugly i know nick is and yep. some of our local testing um so you know if you ever want to reach out to kind of get a, a hold of what we've been seeing so far i mean the door is always open <laughs> all right thank you thank you um do you have any uh plugs or shout outs you want to you want to give before we head out today i mean got a shout out chill and um definitely one of the reasons why I like um, helping events too, because he was one of the first people to let me help staff an event. Mm-hmm. Um, great group of people that I know. So very, very lucky for that. Just very, very thankful to know all these people and to be where I am. Yeah. We're in a great community here and the, just the, the Pokemon uh, TCG um, competitive scene, everybody's welcoming and everybody, no matter the skill levels, just, been top notch. Um, I couldn't be happier to be part of this uh, community um, with yourself and you know all those people we've talked about previous. All right. Uh, well, I think that's gonna do it for us today. So thank you. Yeah, no problem. See yins. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you stick around after this quick shout out, you can hear a little more about how Thomas interacts with some of the other top name players in Pokemon. Yeah, we wanted to take a quick moment to shout out again, once again, JoJo Stitches Company. Uh, it's a local Pittsburgh player who, in the Pokemon game, that creates these really awesome stickers. You've seen some of his artwork before with uh, the Poncho, Pikachus, and Zacian, and Zemazetta. Uh, he does, again, stickers for Eevee and its evolutions, all the different variant VMAXs and Shinies. Uh, and not just for Pokemon, he also does for Animal Crossing and some other cool, fun internet memes. So, thank you again, JoJo Stitches Company, for just creating some amazing stuff Good. yeah thomas if you're back i'm not sure if you're back at all if you can hear us so, you know is this how many times have you is this your first time on a podcast uh yeah cool awesome well you're glad to be your uh, yeah <laughs> great yeah it's awesome <laughs> hearing this like i like i said we honestly just enjoy this <laughs> shame on yellhorn for not asking you because you are by far the most dominant player um of the last six months <laughs> i mean you know i'm really close with maddie and zach so i don't 
I know. Shame on both of them <laughs> for not asking you. But uh, yeah, the, the, but though though those guys are awesome. Um, real, real quick, I, and we're we are we are still recording, just so that you know. I have that picture. You're you know, but like you know, like when you started talking to these guys, um, you know, what what was your kind of favorite thing to kind of learn from them, like as you were playing the game? Not nothing really like specifically like learning from them. Just kind of like. The experience of you know getting to talk getting close with people and you know mm-hmm. to talk to other like other people and everyone's very very welcoming i guess is the word i'm looking for yeah, yeah. Uh, well that's good yeah i mean that's like that's yeah. my experience um i mean i don't know maddie too well i've just over uh, you know I, I think we're gonna have him on here soon um but zach uh, ever since i reached out to him the first time um to come on the cast after he won players cup two um for basically a, a an unknown player like myself like he's been nothing but welcoming and in talks any questions i have he's always answering and and you know for, you know same experience everybody's just welcoming and helps out when they can mm-hmm. Thank you again for listening to the Triple P Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at PitPokePod. You can join our Facebook group and Discord server to play and chat all things Pokemon. Check out our YouTube channel and we stream openings, matches, and events on twitch.tv slash Pittsburgh Pokemon Podcast. <laughs>